The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have another lovely guest, Tina Conroy, and she is a psychic medium, intuitive Reiki master, and yoga teacher. She's also the director of Energy and Healing Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine in Roslyn, New York. And Tina, welcome. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much, Victoria. I'm so excited to be here with you and to speak all about intuition. It's one of my favorite things to do. Likewise, which is why we named the whole podcast about it. Yeah. And I would love to learn more about what you do and what special gifts you bring to the world through your intuition and other, other gifts. Thank you. So it's been a progression And as I say, I'm always developing, I'm always learning. So I feel like I'm always still a student to some degree to the spirit world. My intuition started probably as a child. And I know we hear that a lot, although I didn't know the name intuition. I didn't know anything about what I do now. Honestly, if you told me I was doing what I'm doing now, if you told me this many years ago, I would probably think you know, you were crazy. So I did have prophetic dreams. My grandmother was what they would say psychic or intuitive. And that was always going on in my life, but it was always deemed as bad or scary. So again, it was these, you know, grandmommy would have a dream and it would be a scary dream. Someone would always die or get hurt. So we always thought that this was not something you wanted to have. This was something bad. And things like that happened to me as well. And I just didn't put a lot of thought to it. As years went on and I got older and I went to college, that was always my entryway, was always in my dreams. So I would have prophetic dreams, you know, good and bad, very colorful, very clear. A lot of things in my dreams were vivid. To this day, I can smell in my dream. I can feel in my dream. I have very heightened senses. But it wasn't really until I opened up my spiritual awareness through yoga and then Reiki. So Reiki was sort of, yoga was the first step, but Reiki opened up the doorway into this whole world of intuition. And you know, we've had other guests too that have had that same experience. I personally don't do Reiki, but I think I've had a lot of Reiki masters as guests so far. And it really does seem that that is a modality that really helps people tap into their inner wisdom. So I'd love to hear more about how that happened for you. I stumbled upon a Reiki circle and a Reiki circle is a community circle that you come for healing. It was in the yoga studio that I was teaching at. And I remember peering in and being very curious. Everybody was hanging out in a circle on bolsters. There was crystals there was incense. It was very cozy, but very strange also. Right. And I 
they were doing a ceremony, like a full moon ceremony or a new moon ceremony. And I had known the teacher and I loved this teacher. So I thought, okay, what's, you know, I'll lay down and chill out. The music is playing. This is cool. It seems like Shavasana. I'll be okay. And everything changed at that moment. There was a curiosity that was, I wanted more and more of it. I laid down, I got very comfortable, relaxed. And as the Reiki master came over to me and placed her hands, my entire body was so peaceful. And I almost feel as if it came back to a place that was always there. It was sort of like this, what I call home or inner place. And it felt really safe. It felt really good. And that was it. I was intrigued. I wanted more. So I would go more and more to the Reiki circles. And then of course there was a Reiki one training and then, you know, everything kind of built from there. Yeah. So you had that experience of, and you know, whenever we get those spiritual experiences of coming home, I love that. And from then you knew this is what I need to do and this is what I need to follow. Yeah. And you know, even then after the Reiki circle, I didn't go right into Reiki. I I did a yoga teacher training first. And then in the yoga teacher training, we were just about to graduate. And the yoga teacher said, oh, I'm going to hold a Reiki one. So I did the Reiki one with her, but then I did nothing with it. I thought that was cool. And then two years later, I went back to my original person that I went to the Reiki circle. And I said, wait a minute, can we do that Reiki one again? I did it with this person. So it all kind of came together and I'm still very, very close with my Reiki master teacher. She lives in Alabama. She's another fellow she podcaster. And I just love her to death. We're, you know, great friends. And I love being able to still have that lineage and that teacher student relationship. Beautiful. And you said something else that I think is part of a lot of people's experience with intuition. And again, other guests have had that experience as well of there's some fear around those gifts. And there's, you know, that from your family line, getting those messages that grandma has these dreams, but they're scary. And these experiences are scary. And I'd love to hear more about that. And also, how did you turn the corner where you were able to release some of those fears that you might have, you know, been transmitted to you around, you know, fearing your gifts? Yeah. You know, It's very true. A lot of people will come to me and are afraid of developing their intuition because they will see something that they don't want to see. And I can understand that because that's how I felt growing up, that the dreams were not good, that they were going to be bad. For me, it's been literally a practice and it's been a journey. So when I started stepping into giving people Reiki treatments and my intuition was full on. It's like visual pictures in my mind and, you know, very clear. I knew that I needed to figure that out. So that's when I sought a teacher. The more I sought a teacher and I felt that I trusted it more and more. And again, it's still a process. Right. I allow the things that, you know, it's almost like I've changed a lot in how I thinking. I really don't believe that Yes, you may have prophetic dreams, but there's so much more to intuition than prophetic dreams. There's so much more in your everyday life. And if you can take in developing what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we know, like all those clairs, your whole life is richer. So those few and far between prophetic dreams are less and less when you're working in the light and when you're using your intuition for the greater and higher good. Not that that won't happen, but they're not 
as intense of what everyone feels is going to be. And you can allow in and use your boundaries for the things that you want. I've worked really uh, hard with my spirit guides that when I do readings now, I never want to be told when someone will be dying. I don't want to know that. So I put that out there and I don't want to diagnose. So, you know, someone will say to me, well, will so-and-so die or do you know when? I don't go there. I really kind of said to my spirit guides, that's not something I want to entertain and I don't want to share. It's not a healing. It doesn't create healing. It creates fear. So as you work with this, you can put the boundaries in place of what you want to take in and how you want to relay the messages. You said so many things that are so important. I think the first one, for sure, when you are tapping into your intuition and communicating with your guidance, boundaries are key and you are in control. And, you know, you're not in control in that of the information that comes through. It's not an egoic thing. I mean, you are, but you are in control of how you want to use the gift, what feels safe and comfortable for you, and where are the boundaries, when you want to turn it on and when you want to turn it off. And it's so important. But I think the other thing that I find is like, I don't do future. Like that's not a thing that I've ever done. It's not a gift that I mostly have. And it's not something that interests me. Because in my experience, when people come and they ask you a question like, when's so-and-so going to die? It's a fear-based question. And you're not going to give them an answer that's going to get anybody anywhere. Right? I, I, com- I completely agree. So this is the other thing. People come to me, so working with the energy of Reiki and then readings. So for me, it's two different things. If, I, if okay. you're coming to a Reiki treatment, I'm going to give you a Reiki treatment and use the universal life force energy. And... I don't really go into readings or messages. If you book a reading with me, it's very different. And those, the way my guides work for me, it's like the energy, I can feel the energy, I can move the energy through. I might see blocks, depletion, things like that. It's really energy-based. A reading, there's no touching, right? I'm just kind of tuning in. And I have this other, a lot of people will say to me, well, I have bad energy, or someone said there's an entity connected to me, or there's bad spirits in my house. And over the years, and this might be controversial to a lot of people, I don't believe in this like bad energy entities, ghosts, things like that. Now, there may be impressions of the energy of people, but they're not going to hurt us. So over time, my guys have shown me and the readings I've done, no one's really trying to hurt you. And again, it's a mindset. If you have a boundary where you believe that all these entities and all these negative spirits and all this, then you're going to believe that, right? right? But if you stay in light and you stay in love and you stay in peace and you've made the boundaries, you know, especially with spirit world, you know, you have the body, they don't, right? So you're right. here and you can say, I, you know, I remember as a young kid, or I would say, you know, I don't want to see you at the end of my bed. I never really see spirit like physically, objectively. I might see it in my mind's eye, but I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night. I was a scaredy cat. I don't want to see you at the end of my bed. So I've made that boundary very clear. You can come into my dreams. You can speak to me, you know, and once we have boundaries, I think that people will understand that it's so important, right? You have to have the boundaries. It's not just this whimsical thing that's happening all the time. Yeah, I think so. And I think that there are some... I think I talked about this in another episode, but there's a great, I won't name names, but a great psychic that's on television. And I think she's lovely, 
but she talks about, you know, it's like one of those things, you know, you walk into the grocery store and you start seeing spirit and I'm sure it's staged, but at the same time, she also talks in the show about having anxiety. And I remember watching that thinking, well, of course you have anxiety. Like if you're walking around reading people all the time, like you have to power down, you have to set boundaries and ask, you know, for what you need to know as you need to know it. But I remember when I first started doing this and all those channels were open and that was my experience as a child, just being overwhelmed by my own intuition because I didn't know what I was doing and, and I was picking up all the wrong stuff, which is another thing. Sometimes we have this gift, but we tune into the wrong channels. And again, like you said, as you try to align more with light and love, then you start just picking up the good stuff. Yeah. And you know what? To your point about that, I don't think it's, it's not being authentic as I work for spirit, right? I work for right. spirit and I work with the collective with everybody. So it's not my place to walk up to somebody in a public yes. place and say, oh, your grandma is saying this. Or, And second of all, one, it's, I don't know if they want to hear that. It's also I'm on or I'm off. So if you're, right. if you have a reading with me, it's, I almost feel like I love this idea. Like I put my reader hat on or put the sign out, like readers in readers, not in, you know, I'm my person. I'm who I am. If I'm at the beach or doing things, I don't want people coming up to me. I'm not a party gift or a party favor, Absolutely. you know? <laughs> so, you know, that's not, you know, the way it's made. So I don't agree with that. Again, I think it may be staged. And I think that People may be lovely, and I believe she does have a gift, but I don't think it's, I personally don't agree with having that, going up to anybody and just doing that. I don't think, it's not fair to that person, you know? You have to know for yourself, and you have to know for that person if they even want it. There's a lot of people that may not want to know or have Absolutely. a reading, you know? Have you ever had the experience? Because I know I've had the experience. It happens periodically. Most of the time, I don't do this. <laughs> but every once in a while, I've had the experience when it is, there's a message coming through that is so strong for someone, you know, just randomly. And it's very clear to me that it is a heart-based message and that I am meant to be the conduit. And in those cases, I will reach out. And the way that I do it, and again, this is personal preference because some people just want to be on when they're, you know, when they're on and they're getting paid or however they set the space. And I completely respect that. And that's mostly my role. But there are times when it's just so clear. And then I'll always ask the person, usually it's someone I know, do you, you know, something is coming through. Are you interested? And, you know, nine out of 10 times they say yes, because like that's a pretty enticing offer, but sometimes they say no and you respect that. But every time that's happened, it's been, you know, in the end, it's been the right thing. So I think, again, you have to learn your boundaries. You have to learn your communication and you have to know too, exactly. You're not a party favor with these gifts and the gifts. I love how you said that you're working for spirit because that's so powerful. Yeah. And I think that those of us who do this kind of work, if we don't recognize that, you know, we're really going to limit what we are here to do and how we can use our gifts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to your point about if something came through, I would say that it has happened to me. So if I've gotten a really clear vibe or connection or intuitive hit for somebody, I usually sit with it and, you know, really, you know, ask my guides or journal with it, like, are they ready to receive that? And if they are, I'll, I'll reach out like you do. When it comes to my children or really close, like my husband, I just let it go. I usually just say, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm feeling. This is what I got. And my kids, I mean, my kids are 26, 
you know, 22 at this point. So, you know, they'll be like, okay, you know, and it's never fear-based. It just might be an emotion or like a download of something or something that they need. And they're pretty open to that. So I guess it just depends on, you know, I always connect. If it's someone that's a little more distant to me, I'll ask my guides or I do a lot of journaling. I'll ask myself and ask the guides, like, are they ready to hear this? Are they open to this? Or is this something I want to keep like, you know, not share and maybe talk to them in a way, you know, where you're not saying it, but you're kind of getting some guidance. You know, I think there's ways around things. I don't think we have to be so, you know, even if I'm doing a reading and I do see something that may be not in the best of light, I may not just come out and say, okay, do you have this? I might say, you know, what was last time, you know, you went to a doctor? Because I do psychic readings as well. So psychics more really feeling their energy. So I'm getting the impression from them and from my spirit guides. Where a mediumship, I'm getting it from spirit to me, like through me to them. So it's a little different of a channel. So it's, and I don't want to say it's future telling, but there may be guidance and a lot of it. And I'd say 99.9 is all the things you already know. All the things right. you already know is, is really what's going to mostly come out in a psychic reading. And then it's your choice and free will, which I believe, to take that guidance and, and choose the next step. Yeah. You said so many good things again. I mean, I find that too. I always think about setting the energy where the greatest good comes through. And so I ask, I don't know how this works for you, but I will ask my guides to give me the information that I meant to share and then just skip, <laughs> skip the discernment about, you know, I don't have to figure it out because I trust like in the, in a session, you tell me in the words that my client needs to hear what they need to hear. And nine out of 10 times that works. But I also love the distinction you make because I think that's really powerful and important. The difference between reading someone's energy and tapping into guidance. So I'd love if you talk a little bit more about that because they are really different experiences. And I think sometimes, you know, when we go to certain healers or helpers that don't make that distinction, it can be really confusing. Yeah. So I'll kind of separate it between like a psychic intuitive reading and a mediumship reading. And hopefully that'll convey. So right. a psychic intuitive reading, and this is for me, it may be different for other people. And because I work with the energy of Reiki, and the, you know, the energy is that I ask my spirit guides to connect with your spirit guides and relay messages of support, clarity, guidance for your highest and best good. And so as the messages come through for me, I see it clairvoyantly and clairaudiently are my two stronger clairs and I'm relaying the information. So I think of it more like I'm tuning into your vibration, into your energy. And a lot of times, again, it's the things you've already thought about. You've already processed a little bit. You may have thought about that book you're going to write. I can't tell you how many times I'll say, what about that book? And they're like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to write that book. Or uh, you're moving to California. Yes, I'm moving to California. And so they're already, it's in your energy field. It's already processing. And then so that's sort of more of the psychic. It's the energy. And then also I feel your energy. I was, I was doing a reading recently on Zoom and I sat with her and, you know, I kind of don't differentiate my readings. So you can book, you know, a 30 minute or 50 minute reading, psychic or mediumship. So whatever comes up, I'm not going to kind of decide because I feel like we don't know till we sit down. And as I sat down, I got this like really uncomfortable pain in my stomach. And so before I could even kind of go on, I just said, you know, 
I don't normally feel things, so I'm not as clairsentient, but I could feel it. And we talked it through. And I said, I feel like a lot of loss. And she said, I had just lost a baby. She had just had a miscarriage. And so that empathic, that feeling, you know, she wasn't telling me this, but I was feeling it and sensing it from her energy. So that's a more of a psychic uh, reading. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then a mediumship reading for me, that's when I trust spirit world. So that would be, you know, people that have deceased, deceased loved ones, friends, family, and I trust them. So if they give me a message, I kind of take it in like a radio, radio transmitter and then I give the information. Sometimes the sitter doesn't, you know, they may say it's, and it's like, we have to kind of play this, you know, I may not get a name, but I may get its father or grandfather. And then from there, what's the message coming through? I always trust spirit. And even there'll be times people are like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, just write it down because it can mean something later. I can't tell you how many times, you know, three weeks later, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that my grandfather had blue eyes. <laughs> you were saying blue <laughs> eyes for like three times. Like, so it's, it's different. It's a different energy. I also feel the energy differently when I do psychic and intuitive. Again, I'm tuning into your energy and tuning into my guides. But when I mediumship, it's very different. It's, it's a higher vibration. And as they kind of come in, it's, they're kind of talking through me. I don't channel. Like, there are people that kind of channel and right. you know, can kind of do that but I'm giving the information and then it's how it gets received as a sitter. So it is different. And I think that more and more people that are going for readings and guidance and he, I believe it's, they're both healings though. So I think you can get healed and feel after both of the readings, you should come away without any fear base. You know, anyone who's giving fear base, you know, like fortune teller stuff, not good. You should come away feeling open, clear, and full of possibility and, you know, more of a, a upper, lighter feeling. If you right. walk away from a reading, I think this is for everybody. If you walk away from a psychic or mediumship reading and you feel really heavy and you feel really like fear-based, it probably wasn't the right reading for you. So, you know, over time, I think you, you have to be open to receive it, but also you should walk away. Most people, I always check in with them. How are you feeling? You know, they feel, I feel good. I feel lighter. Even if they didn't hear what they wanted to hear, they're getting a healing. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I think I often tell people to just because someone has a gift and just because someone has some accuracies in their reading does not mean they're, you know, of the highest spiritual service or that you're necessarily getting that healing sense from them, or that you should believe everything they say, always vet it with yourself, with your own inner wisdom, and know too that you know these gifts, a lot of people have the ability to get information for other people. You want to go with someone that you feel you know, is vibing at a high level and helps bring that out in you. I love that. That is so key what you just said, because you're your own guide and you have your own intuition. And you know, I have this thing with Obviously, I do believe there's, I have a gift, you have a gift, but there's also, it's an ability. So I, over time, you know, we all have this, we all have yes. it. We can all have the ability to, to, to do this work. Not everybody will choose to maybe do what you're doing and do what I'm doing, right. but we all have the ability and just wanting to learn and just having that ability. So again, what you said is so true. A lot of times I'll say, well, how do you feel about that? Or what is your intuition saying? Because even if it's not in a reading, like I'll have friends obviously call me like, I'm like, well, what do you think about that? You know, and they're like, well, they already know. They just, they aren't listening. So exactly. yes, they, they already, everyone has the intuition. And it's just really the hardest thing I'm finding is trust. 
everybody yeah. kind of wants it. Like it, it, it's not so black and white all the time, you know, even for myself, you know, do I go right? Do I go left? Well, maybe I went left and then there was, you know, traffic, you know, but those are the development. There's little things you can do. It's practicing, it's recording everything. Definitely write everything down, you know, yes. all the things that you kind of see and feel, you know, when I do my intuitive coaching, it is so key to write everything down. The things that you would just maybe not even think of and just record it and record it because, you know, it's one thing to write it down, but it's one thing to say, oh, I think that thing happened, you know? Right. Well, it's a couple of things you said. I mean, I think writing it down is great because that's how you start to recognize what were hits and what, what were not hits. Because sometimes again, when it when you have that information and it just kind of flows in one ear and out the other, or you doubt it or you don't trust it, but you've written it down and you come back, you're like, oh my God, I was spot on. And that's how you start to develop that communication with your inner wisdom. So yeah, I think absolutely. that that's huge. And I think you also alluded to the fact that intuition can be so subtle. We think sometimes it's those big hit me over the head. I see a spirit, you know, standing in front of me kind of moments. And some people have those and some people don't. And some people have them and don't want them. But most of the time, intuition is just the subtle voice of your soul. And the stiller you are and the more open to it, the more you'll start to hear it. Sometimes it's just like the other day I was trying to solve a problem and I was trying to figure out how to explain something. And I was driving myself nuts and I kept wanting to go to this one file in my Google Drive. And it was like a file from 2008. And I'm like, why do I keep wanting to open that? Why do I keep wanting to open that? And so finally I listened and I opened it and there was the answer to my question. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. that's nine out of 10 times how intuition works. Yeah. And, and you know what? I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, you go ahead. I love what you said about being subtle because it's subtle. It's the subtle things that we take for granted. It's the exactly what you just said. Oh, maybe it's in this file and then it's there, you know, and, yeah. and those are the things that the more it also builds on itself. So the more you trust it, the more you trust it, the more you trust it, you know, that's just the way it goes. And that's why it's considered a practice. I'm always in development circles. I'm constantly learning. This will never be a time where I'll say, I got this. And anyone who's listening out there, if you go to any spiritual, you know, spiritual person, healer, medium, psychic, if they sit in front of you and they say they've got it all figured out, run the other way. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> run the <laughs> other way because we do not have it figured out no, and we're not. constantly learning. And that's part of the, also the other thing, and, and Victoria, I'd like to hear what you, what you think of this. I always say to people, when you're looking for that person to help you in counseling, and I know you do a lot of the work, ask them, are they are they still developing? Who's yeah, their yeah. teacher? Are they continuing? And if they're just like, oh no, then, you know, you got to think about that because aren't we always learning this, you know? No, I think you have to be doing your very own work all the time. And that's the biggest thing for me, making sure that, you know, you're a clear channel, that you are developing, that you are growing. And yes, once the moment you think you have all the answers, I will promise you, you do not because life is an evolving process and the answers change. And I always say, if you're in a body, you know, you're still, you're still here. You're still doing the work. You're still growing. Otherwise there would be no need. Yep. I love that. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that that's so very true. And in the counseling world, you know, there are some areas of um, counseling, some schools of thought that say you have to have your own therapy. And that's like a requirement. 
I was not raised in that kind of lineage, but for me, I always have my people. I always have the people that I process with either colleagues or teachers or because there's always more to learn and there's always more to gain. And I think too, and I bet you you have this experience as well. I think the biggest thing for me and being a reader and being a counselor are two different things, but I stick them together. And one of the things that I have to be very careful with but I think we all have to be very careful with is that you never want to disempower your client by doing a reading for them or by giving guidance to them. And so I'm always pointing my clients back to this, you know, I am the conduit for wisdom for you. And I'm tuning into your highest guidance, whether it comes from my guides or like, it doesn't matter where it comes from. We're setting the container in this moment. I am channeling or showing your inner wisdom back to you because sometimes it's best to hear it out of someone else's mouth. And sometimes, yeah, I might have a different perspective because I've lived longer or I have different degrees on my wall or who knows what, we are all here to support each other. But at the end of the day, it's within you and you are in the driver's seat to see what resonates and what doesn't. Absolutely. And I think if you go to someone who doesn't have that kind of perspective, who says, I know, and you don't, again, run really, really fast and really, really far. The other thing, not the real deal. I, I agree. And the other thing is that, you know, I think that's why it's hard to read for ourselves. So if you go to a reader or a counselor and I live in a place of neutrality, so I'm neutral. So I'm allowing the message to come through, like you said, from my guides, whomever, and I'm relaying the message. Then it's up to the person as receiving it, but I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm neutral. I always live in neutrality. So right. when I'm neutral to it, I'm able to be that clear channel to give the information. That's why it's so hard to read for myself. Now, not that I don't find guidance for myself and listen to my intuition or pull cards and I have my spiritual routine, but that's why it's hard for me. And I do not like to read for family and friends, especially people I know really well, because let's face it, I'm not as neutral. And so I have a bit of understanding or an agenda or under, you know, so it's, it's different. It gets clouded. So when you read for somebody else or helping somebody else, it's about that person getting that information that's already part of their intuition and empowering them, not disempowering them, but also that other, you know, we can be neutral to it and not get all charged up. Yeah, no, it's so important that you said that. And it's so key. And people will sometimes say like, well, you know, if you have this intuition, why don't you know it? Well, first of all, we're not omniscient. (laughs) That's not how intuition works. But it's true. And even with clients, sometimes I will be reading someone and their energy will be so stirred up that even for me, I have to step back. I have to ground them. You know, sometimes it's the energy so stirred up, they don't even want the answer. So it's like, well, we move on. But that emotional energy is not the friend of your intuition. It's fine. It's part of life. But, you know, when you are very much in your own stuff or you have strong belief systems about something, you know, you will not see things. And that's why it's amazing to have another soul that is not living in your drama who can tap you on the shoulder and go, look, look here. <laughs> Stop looking at that mess. Look over here. And then you can be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So and also, so well. if you're not, if you're very closed, you know, if you come and you are very close-minded or fixated on getting a particular answer or a particular person coming through, you've shut off 
your intuition. You shut off your intuition and you've shut off the, the healing of the energy of the reading. Because once right. you shut off, it's like you're closing down. You know, and it's happened to me obviously a few times, uh, more than a few times. And for me, I get you know very visual. I get like this big theater, and I get heavy curtains that just drop, and there's nothing. I can't see anything. And so, at that point, I have to kind of really feel into it. And it may not be the right time. Maybe they are just not ready to hear, and it's just not the appropriate time for them to be, you know, to listen, to understand, to hear their own intuition, and to empower themselves. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love how you get your information. That's such a good image of that curtain going down. I'm very kinesthetic, so I feel it like smoke. <laughs> very cool. I see very interesting how people, you know, bring it, you know, bring in their intuition, how it is, if you're more visual, if you're more feeling, if you're more, you know, hearing. Or, obviously, I think they all work together. But it's, it's interesting how, for me, it's always an image. And, you know, for you, you got the, you feel it. So I, I love right. that. And that it's always intrigues me. And it's so important too, because when I first started this journey, I was working with in a program where they were totally visual and everything was visual. And I'm visual now, like that part has opened for me over the years, but that's not my strong suit. And it, it was so hard and I kept feeling everything and they kept saying, don't feel it, see it. And you know, that was disempowering. I had to learn, but wait, no, I feel, I know, and I hear those are my primary senses. And now the others have developed as well, which is fantastic. But I always tell people, start with what feels right and comfortable for you. And you're not going to do it like anyone else does it. And you're not supposed to because you're unique. And what we're here to do is share our uniqueness with others. We're not here to be somebody else. So. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. You brought me to a memory when I started. I've done a lot of different you know, psychic work and mediumship work. But one of the very way back, I did some work with Berkeley's, Berkeley Psychic Institute, which is all visual. It's all okay. clairvoyant. And you basically close your eyes. It's, it's very, you close your eyes the whole time. I don't work with it really now, but it's all clairvoyant. So you couldn't even use the words like I feel. They'd be like, oh, you can't say that. So it's always, I see, I see, I see. Now I happen to be knowing now, I happen to be very highly clairvoyant. That's the way I process images and pictures. Right. So for me, as I kind of moved and developed more in many years, I've been developing more of the clairsentient. So only within the last, when I say couple of years, like five, six years, can I feel like, especially mediumship, I can feel spirit coming in. But for so long, it's just been visual, 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 visual. Right. So it's funny how we're, you know, taken into this journey. Yeah, it's different for everybody. And it's supposed to be. I have one more question. Have you ever, and this might be a normal thing for you, but have you ever had the experience where somebody comes in with a specific agenda and spirit has a totally different idea. What's that like for you and how do you handle it? Almost always. No, yeah. that does happen. <laughs> no it's it, common. It, it happens a lot. You know, it happens a lot and I'll compare it to Reiki and reading. People come with a specific agenda of, you know, say, especially a reading, you know, a love life or romance, you know, or partner or something like that. And we're not talking anything about that. You know, we're talking about, you know, health or we're talking about we're coming in a different way. So I just trust spirit. I just trust what I get. I didn't always, there was always times of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to give them? They want to talk about this and they want to hear about this. But I just allow myself to kind of come into the energy and say, what's meant to come out will come out. I always kind of give people a little bit of that in the beginning. Like we're open to energy. So you may want to talk about 
grandma, or you want to want to talk about your soulmate, and we may have a different agenda. So be open to what comes through. And and usually at the end of the session, they have gotten what they needed in that moment, but they came in, you know, so I just trust and I just really always ask for that people come with an open mind and that spirit will give them what they need, not what they want, what they need, and that they'll be open to receive whatever that healing may be. That's beautiful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap up? Anything we didn't get to? I think the one thing I just want to stress again is that we all have this ability and that nobody is better or more special. And if you have this sense that you want to develop your intuition, you want to work with, you know, a teacher such as yourself, then that's that little voice. That is it. That's the little voice saying, I want to develop this a little more. I want this to be part of my life. So we all can develop it because we all have the ability. It's not for the chosen few. And look at intuition, not to be a psychic or a medium or all those, you know, taglines. You may want to be the, the titles. Look at it to enrich your life. Look for it to enrich your relationships, to make better decisions, to feel good about yourself, to live a happy life. So look at intuition for that, not for a goal, just an overall purpose, an overall good feeling. And then maybe it will feel like it really is accessible to everybody. That's beautiful. And it's so true. And when you hear the call, right, you can't help but follow it wherever it's taking you. Exactly. It's beautiful. All right. If people want to work with you or want to find you, how do they go about doing that? And we will also have this information as always in the show notes. Thank you. So I hang out a lot on Instagram and my handle is The Intuitive Woman. My podcast is The Intuitive Woman Podcast. So right now there's a lot of meditation solo shows as well as interview shows. And my website is tinaconroy.com, nice and easy. So come check me out and I would love to connect with you and just love speaking with you and and listening to uh, all our fun, exciting intuition and connecting with your listeners as well. Likewise. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.